You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. Welcome to a regular episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith, but not that Matt Smith. We're from MindRobber.net, the home site of MindRobber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts like this one, The Doctor's Companion, the show you're listening to right now, where we talk about Doctor Who, The Mind Robbers Versus, uh, where we pick a show we love and talk about it episode by episode. Currently, we're wrapping up Superman and Batman the Animated Series, uh, and then in, in, in like a week and a half... Like very very shortly, a week, week, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 going to Batman Beyond. Um, that's also the podcast where we do all of our in depth movie reviews for like big tent poles that are coming out. Um, we uh, we recently did Pacific Rim. We're doing the Wolverine soon, and then uh, movies like Elysium, Kick Ass Two, The World's End, etc. Uh, and then uh, our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, is where you can uh, listen to us talk about everything else. Really just us talking. Um, If you like our shows, review them on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email us at podcast at mindrobber.net. If you want to start a discussion, find the post to this episode and leave a comment. Uh, But most importantly, tell your friends. Today, we're talking about the David Tennant story, Love and Monsters. I use David Tennant story loosely. Um... (laughs) Because it is a very Dr. Light story. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the much maligned Love and Monsters. Uh, people hate this story. They hate it. <laughs> oh, do they? Oh, do they hate this story? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm sure there's uh, got to be some kind of background significance for this. Um, yes. What, what do you got? What do you uh, got? Yeah, Love and Monsters. The uh, one of the uh, one of the last stories of series two uh, uh, designed because they wanted to give uh, they want they had so many episodes to shoot that um, they needed to give uh, the Doctor and his companions some time off, and so Russell T Davies came up with this idea to do a Doctor Light story. Um, which eventually set a precedent for the show moving forward, Doctor Who being such a complex television show that churning out 13 episodes a year with the Doctor and his companion was about all that they could end up doing. Um, they couldn't they couldn't get out a 14th, which is why there's no Doctor Light in Series 1, but there is in subsequent seasons, because they had to shoot a Christmas special. Um, so... Russell T. Davies kind of just bites the bullet. He creates this idea he has about um, a bunch of different characters, call, and he calls it I Love the Doctor. Um, uh, and he gets a new dude named Dan Zeff to direct it, this being Dan Zeff's only Doctor Who credit. Uh, most interesting thing on this background, uh, there are two things. One, like you said, this story is widely hated um, by everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. No one likes this story. And to give you... Um, give you an idea, uh, the BBC has this thing called an audience appreciation index or AI and or uh, or uh, AI index or something. Um, and this thing, uh, 
this this thing basically polls a bunch of people and says, "Did you thumbs up or thumbs down on Doctor Who?" And uh, most people say thumbs up a lot. Uh, this is the sort of thing that gives the Moffat era a lot of power. It also gave the Davies era a lot of power because you know scores scores in the AI index were us- are routinely anywhere between like eighty and eighty eight. Um, and anything over 80 is 85 is considered amazing uh, because that means that 85% of everyone who watched the show loved your show. Um, this season scored like an 83, 84, which is pretty, which is pretty, pretty good. Uh, the story before this, the Satan Pit, that episode scored an 86. Uh, the story after this, Fear Her, which has my vote for the worst uh, new series uh, episode that it, for the worst new series story that isn't the Wedding River song has mm-hmm. an eighty three. Uh, this story scored a seventy six. Um, so wildly hated uh, the day after. Fear her actually took people to rewatch it to be, to go like, Ugh. but this this was hated instantly. Um, and uh, I see why. I mean, that brings me to my second interesting thing, which is that uh, Doctor Who back in the day, there's this children's television program called Blue Peter. Which is actually hosted by um by the guy who played Steven. Uh, I forget I forget his name, but uh, hosted by the guy who played Steven on Doctor Who called Blue Peter, and Blue Peter used to do this thing where it was design a Doctor Who monster, and whoever designed a Doctor Who monster got a fun prize. Uh, Russell T. Davies was like, let's do that, but let's put a monster in the story that like one of the stories. So if you win, we're gonna put your monster on TV. So this nine year old <laughs> named William Grantham designed this creature called an Absorbaloff. Uh, and it won, and it wound up in the story because it was the only story in which this monster could feature. And so Davies more or less wrote a story around uh, a monster that a nine-year-old created. Um, so, that makes sense. So if you hate the monster, know that you're hating children. Um, <laughs> and and Mike Myers, because he would not have a career <laughs> if it wasn't for characters like this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, uh, so that's so that's Love and Monsters. It kind of went through a couple of different things, but the idea was also to bring in Jackie Tyler to show you kind of what Jackie Tyler's been doing. Uh, oh, and uh, we all hate Ian Levine, because this guy is not based on Ian Levine at all. Um, uh, yeah, what's the deal with that? I'll what's get that? there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, I mean, it's not like uh, it's it's a theory Phil Sandifer posted just just this past week uh, or so, and it's uh, it's worth it's worth talking about because I think it's actually quite true. Um, but uh, yeah, Love and Monsters. Uh, that's that's kind of that's kind of it. Doctor Light, uh, and it sets the it sets up a precedent followed upon in uh, such greatness as uh, Blink and Turn Left, which people seem to like. It's not that the Doctor's not in this; it's that they don't like the story. So. Uh, well, let's talk about it. Hmm. All right. Well, before we do, though, uh, this reminder, we're sponsored by, in, for, by DCBService.com. Uh, do you have a local comic book shop you hate? Do you, do you not have a local comic book shop? Uh, DCB Service is the solution to this problem that you're having. Uh, DCBService.com. Go there. Uh, you know, order stuff every month like you would at a comic book store. Um, you pre-order them about two to three months in advance. You get re- you get regular discounts of forty percent off your books, um, and then there's a uh, monthly special discounts of about seventy five percent off on uh, on a variety of things. And then uh, ship as often as you like with orders as large or small as you like. You only pay six ninety five in flat rate shipping. Uh, so thanks to DCBService.com for uh, filling that void and for sponsoring the show. Um, all right, love and monsters. Uh, uh, let's get this out of the way. Um, I love this story, and I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 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 
No, this is this is incredible. Um, yeah, this is this is unbelievably incredible. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's in so in so many ways. Um, it's funny because the story we just the last time I think we talked about David Tennant, we talked about um, Impossible Planet, the Satan Pit. And one of the things that I said was, um, if Doctor Who was this every week, uh, I would watch Doctor Who all the time. I would be never complaining about Doctor Who. Um, I love this. I don't want another one of these ever. Um, no, this, this is no. perfect for what it is. Like I yeah. just love that this exists, um, and I think that it is beautiful beyond beyond explanation. I don't think it's perfect. I really don't like the absorbable off, but I think terrible. that despite the absorbable off, it's kind of amazing. And even then, I think that there's some stuff with the absorbable off that I think is amazing. Like some of the best comedy in this whole show. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the part where Peter Kay goes, where 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 um where where the doctor goes, you're like an absorb thing, an absorbatrix, an absorbaloff, and then you just hear Peter Kay go absorbaloff, yes, like just <laughs> it's my favorite. Like I think it's one of my favorite line deliveries ever. I just I, I just oh I, I like the gag with the twin planet. That was <laughs> where like their twin planet name is just really simple. Yeah, yeah. Clom. Clom. <laughs> that's really funny. It's so funny. Um, uh, it's so no, funny. I I love this. I loved all the characters. I loved hanging out with them for forty minutes. Um, I love what this story says about fandom. Like what what it, it's just like, it's just like you know, like look, uh, Doctor Who fans, especially at this time, because Doctor Who was in season two of of this show. Like Doctor Who was still not the like giant that it is now. Um, so like when this aired, like I don't even know that the show had started airing in America yet. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it had, it had just started. Like, so the Eccleston stuff was just starting to play on sci-fi. So like, it wasn't a massive thing. Like it was, it was just like, uh, it was still in that range where it's like, people had accepted that it'd come back. And now they're just like this season. They're like, Oh, I guess it's sticking around. Huh? Um, <laughs> I mean, like it wasn't, it wasn't, ridiculous so like doctor who fans as a thing at this point were still kind of like an oddity like it was it was like uh those people are a little weird uh doctor who fans a little weird but this is just like saying like doctor who fans a little weird um but they find each other and then they sort of become like a family and like that's just kind of beautiful i love that yeah I love what this is saying about fandom. Yeah. Um, and this is something that you wouldn't be able to do nowadays because Moffat fandom is a very different kind of fandom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Moffat fandom is, uh, is not like a family. <laughs> it's a little rabid. Um, it's a little rabid. Yeah. It's, it's more like a boy band fandom. Yeah. Whereas um, this, like, like, I feel like what's interesting is that this is saying like, this is, this makes an argument that fandom is just a way of connecting people. It's just a way mm-hmm. of like, and I love that. I love that they start by saying, yeah, yeah, he's the doctor. And it's interesting because I was, I was looking at the clock and, um, uh, Peter Kay's Victor Kennedy doesn't actually show up until about 18 minutes in, um, I mean, I don't even know if it's, I don't even know it's that far. It might be like 13, 14 minutes in. Um, so all that stuff until he comes down the elevator is 13 minutes and it is rich with just mm-hmm. making me so happy. Um, mm-hmm. just so happy. Just like watching, watching all these people just come, come together, um, uh, 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 and find each other and just support each other and turn into a band. Like, and it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter that they're rubbish. Like, that's not mm-hmm. the point. The point is that they're just having a great time and they're just mm-hmm. 
loving each other. Like they just, right. they just they're not alone anymore. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Like it's so beautiful. And then you have this 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 douchebag uh, who is really obsessed with technicality and uh, uh, mythology and um, uh, feels a little entitled. Feels a little entitled. Is fat. Um, is kind of a blowhard. Um, uh, and very obsessive. And he ruins their lives and kills them all. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean that's that's I mean that's something straight out of uh, Phil Sandifer's wonderful, wonderful Tardis Eruditorum blog. Um, but it's but he's absolutely right about that because this Victor Kennedy dude is just death. Like he is a guy who comes in and just he's a monster. Um, and he is he is saying like and and this story is saying that that brand of fandom is wrong um it is not it is not the thing that we should be doing it is not the thing that we should be celebrating um there is an innocent joy to fandom that like should be a leaping off point to a stronger relationship instead of just being completely obsessed with just minor details um and specifics and all that gross things and i mean that's what makes Elton stand up to him at the end really empowering because Elton realizes that because you start with Elton wanting to be the Hooniverse fan and he ends up being this you know this guy who's just about I can be more than this and it's better for me to be more than this and that's gonna be that's and I'm okay with that like I love that I am that person um and it's a great bold statement to make and kind of a slap in the face to Ian Levine which I kind of love um (laughs) Because screw that guy, um, he's the worst. Mm. Um, uh, and mm. it's just—I mean, it's just—it's a—it's a—it's—it's such a beautiful statement. Um, uh, but I mean, that's to say nothing of like uh, the first time I watched this, I did not like this. Um, I really did not like at first. It was- well, in in context of the season, it especially doesn't work because at this point we knew that Rose was wrapping up her run, mm-hmm. and so getting an episode like this. When after this, there's only three more episodes, one of which is a two-parter. Um, so, so really only two more stories are left with Rose at this point. And you're wasting our time with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think – so I think it comes at a place in the season that it was a mistake. Yeah. I yeah. think. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's placement in the, in the season is a mistake. It needs um, to be more where Idiot's Lantern is. Like it needs to mm-hmm. be about there. Like about halfway. Mm-hmm. And then just mm-hmm. bump everything around. I think I think it would be a smarter move. Because um, mm-hmm. because like regardless of like Cybermen being a being a mediocre story, which it kind of is, um, it's a it's a breathing point. It's a point at which you kind of can reset and do something new. This did need to be earlier. Um, uh, and that was that's a that is a problem because like I mean I don't know I feel like I liked this at first like I was doing okay with it and then I got to the Absorbaloff stuff and I was like ugh. Ugh. Like I just, ugh. like I just don't I just didn't like it. Um and mm-hmm. I was just like, well, this story sucks. And then every time I rewatched it, I just focus on the things that aren't the Absorbaloff because the Absorbaloff is supposed to be rubbish. It's designed by a nine year old. Um Right. And it just doesn't I mean, it just doesn't look good when it's running. It's just it looks gross. Well, he doesn't he doesn't he, he he could be not acting like fat bastard, and I think maybe that would help. It'd help. I feel like that guy was just like, oh, that's my move. That's my move. Like you watched Austin Powers 2 and was like, that's it. I'm just going to do that. Because that's all he did. That's he just he's fat bastard. Yeah. And it's not good. 
Uh, yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not. It's he's not. like licking his lips and like yeah. sticking his tongue out and just like, Ugh, and he has, and he has awful and he has a bit of an accent that isn't traditional London, which is fine. Um, but it's just like, well, it's, it's just, it's, it was, did he turn Scottish yeah. when he's like in the costume? He turned Scottish cause he's doing fat bastard. Absorb Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like guys, like you think I'm kidding. You think I'm just kidding around. No, no, he is imitating fat bastard. He's doing, he's just. <laughs> Flat out ripping off that character. Yeah. I'm thinking that no one is going to notice because he's dressed as an alien. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. And it's, uh, it's not, it's not good, but it's one of those things where in order for him, like, cause I, and I said this the second time I watched this, I was like, this is all good until he walks away from, until he gets up from the, from that chair. Then I lose it. Then I lose it. And then as soon as Owen stops at the end of the alley, I'm okay, but like that. I mean, I'm just telling you those that ten, fifteen seconds of running is really it hurts. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just really just not good. Um, not not good. Whereas like everything else in this, like I even love the Scooby Doo thing at the beginning. I just think it's so silly and wonderful. Um, <laughs> just because it's like <clears throat> they they the Davies figures out a way to get away with it because of the way that he's telling the story. It's not traditional. It is all told from the memory of Elton, and it's not recorded except for when he's giving you a monologue. So everything. Everything has that unreliable narrator thing going through it because I'm sure that they weren't actually doing that Scooby-Doo thing. It's just like he just had no idea what was going on, Um, Mm -hmm. which I think is just a really clever way of doing it. And that structure is amazing. Like the the second that he goes, wah! Mm -hmm. And if you think that was the craziest thing, wait until you hear the rest is just so specific. Like Dave, it's, it's, this is confidence. Um, I think there is room for another episode um, like this, not in the Moffat era, but like mm. uh, there's room for another episode like this where <clears throat> you are dealing with like the where the whole episode is is a Doctor Who adventure where it's not a Doctor Light episode at all, and the Doctor's in the whole thing, but the whole thing is from the perspective of just a pop in character. Yeah. And how they react to what the Doctor is doing and who the Doctor is. Like, just one of those, like, uh, you know, one-off companions that, that the Doctor uh, usually has an adventure with in every episode. Sure, yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool. Absolutely. A, a story from that perspective is, is mm-hmm. something that would be really nice. Um, There's a lot of X-Files episodes that are like that. Well, a lot. There's, like, two or three. Um, but they're all, like, really, really great. Um, mm-hmm. And a couple of them are, like, hysterically funny. Mm-hmm. Um and I, yeah, I would, I would love that. I think that would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And it, and it lends itself. I mean, it lends itself to comedy. Like this is, this is a very funny story. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of good comedy in here that have nothing to do with the Absorbaloff. That is just, that is just really silly. The idea of, like, I mean, you can, I mean, but it's one of those things where it's like this. It depends on how much you're willing to allow Doctor Who to be this. Um, and I get, like, I mean, it's just the same thing where it's like Ian Levine fandom doesn't want this. Um, but as a guy who likes that doctor who can do anything mm-hmm. this works um this works for me uh and i and i i mean i like that um so if you're if you're that person who doesn't go with that if you don't go with the story you're not gonna find it funny you're gonna think it's stupid and you're gonna not like the humor but the humor in this is honestly just really like it just i'm always reminded that davies is a very funny individual um 
he's really he's really great at this and doing it in a way where all the comedy comes from character. Um, which oh, is just, so good with character. He's oh my god, he's so good with character. All of these characters are wonderful. Elton especially. Um, mm-hmm. This story brought Elton me to and t- Jackie. All the stuff with Elton and Jackie. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It's oh, yeah. so good. Jackie's so good in this. Yeah. Um. And I don't care. I don't. I don't care that her voice annoys people. I love Ursula. I love Shirley Henderson. Like, yes. she's so good. She should be in more things. Like, oh, I love her because <clears throat> she can do. She can do tender and sweet and deliciously sexual at the end. Yeah, and um, totally right. I just, but also I, uh... just. I just, violent I rage know. temper. I, I mean, and that's yeah. not a Moni Mo thing. That part where I she get says, I will that's kick the thing. This is the rare, the rare to, uh, instance to Victor Kennedy is amazing. Where, it's an amazing yeah. moment. Say this sucks. Um, I'm like, you're just yeah, like, okay. wow. I just, <laughs> I just um, sort of like, yeah, that's, so, uh, so, so that's so fine. You don't have to like it. I get that this isn't for everybody, but I love this and I don't care. Yeah, this was the this was honestly the story that made me fall in love with Russell T Davies when I rewatched it. When I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like when you say, what does he bring to the program? Because you're so it's so easy to get lost in the trappings that he brings to the show. The quote unquote easy solutions, the emotional make you cry, um, the silly silly, the wacky monster. Whereas this, like, this is the story that makes me realize that no, like you said, his character work is amazing and reading the writer's tale there's a point at the end of this where he's just like i kind of want to just go back and write a kitchen room drama um just a drama that's set in the kitchen uh and i mean i'm just i just i read that and i was like please do that like that he doesn't do that makes me sad like i don't mind that he's doing wizards and aliens i mean i didn't love the first two episodes of that but they're not for me I it makes me want to watch Bob and Rose, and I've never watched Bob and Rose. It makes me want to watch Casanova. Like it makes me want to just dig into you know his back catalog more than anything else has because he is so good at doing just uh, stuff that's about a guy who's worried about his dog and his mortgage. To use a word that Andrew Cartmel coined when Andrew Cartmel rejected his story for the Seventh Doctor uh, back in the <laughs> late eighties, um, because Davies took that to heart, and Davies writes. Davies writes people like he just writes people and the end of this just made me cry just it's because it hurts like mm-hmm. watching Elton come to the realization that his mother's dead or that this that what he's seeking is catharsis for a death he doesn't understand is heartbreaking and watching just like that memory footage of b-roll of his mother like doing dishes and walking with her son hurts like it just it hurts so much and that he gets one thing at the end um makes his realization at the end beautiful um makes his realization at the end amazing um because he's just like he's just like i i'm okay with living because i know that life is pain um and i love that davies kills off everyone like i love that he just burns the earth on this like it's a bummer though oh it's such a bummer because i feel like people would like this more if that wasn't what happened i'm sure they would i'm sure they would um because (laughs) it's just he he kills everyone like he kills everyone except ursula and elton um and even then ursula is reduced to a half-life that i love that she's okay living like i love that she's just like i'm okay with this like because otherwise i'd be dead and i don't want to be dead i want to be with you um regardless of oral sex jokes um and oh my god <laughs> which i don't mind i don't mind the oral sex joke um especially well because, it's not explicit so it's fine yeah it's it's really it's only for the people who get it and i love that uh-huh. and i love that the people who get it are just like this is out this is scandalous and it's like well is only it? because you get it 
Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say anything. Yeah. That's yeah. your own problem. That's your brain. Yeah. Kids would just be like, that's weird. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no. Kids would just be like, oh, they kiss. <laughs> that's what they do. It's weird. Because, I mean, he didn't even see sex life. He says love life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, you know, to a kid, that means kissing yeah it's fine exactly exactly um and Chill it's out everybody yeah and it's ever everyone should relax because it's so it's so nice to just i don't know it's just it's just a beautiful like his thing at the ending where he talks about how life is insane and crazy is just amazing like it's just so good and 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 this actor um i forget i forget his name um uh, mark mark warren is just brilliant like he is just he's so good at carrying the story and he's shockingly ripped and um, it's just, I mean, I just, I love, I, I think he's just, he's great at just bringing that emotional catharsis. And I thought the, 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 um, just the, the casting on this was just so good. Um, just so good. And everything I could, I could watch this story all the time. I could absolutely watch this story all the time. I just, this is what I want. This is what I want from Dr. Who. Just a, like, just a good story about people who are really nice and really wonderful and just, the, just it's so confident it's confident in a way that david's stories no, don't aren't always um looking at the other things that he's written just in this season nothing is as confident as this um mm-hmm. even even army of ghost doomsday has a flying by the seat of its pants sections like they just have parts where they're like and then this is gonna happen this is so specific um all of the cross-cutting which you know that davies was kind of doing on the fly because he doesn't outline um he just understood this, and it stands out for that reason. Um, and it's it's damn beautiful. It's just damn beautiful, and I mm-hmm. uh, I, I love this. This is one of my favorite stories of this season, um, and a yep. real standout. Real standout. Yeah, definitely. All right, uh, before we move on to something else, this is a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStackTrades.com. You can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition at thirty-five to forty-five percent off. And remember, all new releases uh, on on Wednesday, uh, 50% off every week, and, and uh, all orders over $50 get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about uh, something that this is going to be, I think, one of three times we're going to do that do this this year. Yes. Um, IDW, uh, to celebrate uh, uh, Doctor Who's... Um, 50th anniversary uh they've they've done this uh 12 part mini series called prisoners of time uh and it each each issue focuses on a different doctor uh period in each doctor's life and then there's a antagonist that is sort of like um affecting each doctor's life uh at the very end and i'm assuming that's probably what issue 12 is going to be about is just sort of wrap it up and give us a great um 12 doctor or 11 doctor uh uh crossover thing um little adventure which is really great um so this is uh this is uh written by um scott and david tipton and each one has uh artwork by a different artist and uh we're talking about the first volume of this uh, which consists of the first, second, third, and fourth Doctor adventures. Um, and I've been reading this in issues, and I know that um, Matt just got the first volume because it just came out from IDW. Um, 
And I've been raving about this and talking about how, um, like, not every issue is perfect by any means, but I feel like the Tiptons really get the voices of each doctor really down and get their era, like, just the way that that each era feels. They get it down really well. Um, and so I'm, I'm really curious uh, how you felt about it. Um, but uh, I don't know if you want to talk about this doctor to doctor or what, uh, but... I, I think this is a lot of fun, and I'm glad I'm reading it. Um, what did you think? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I'm glad I'm reading this. Um, I'm glad that they're doing this, honestly. This is just, I mean, it's it's a really great, um, it's just a really great story. It makes me really curious to see what they're going to do with the rest of it um, and how long they can sustain it. But um, I like that each, <laughs> they have to spread out, they have to spread out the reveal of this villain over the course of, like, however many uh issues and doctors so like 11 doctors i suppose so each time you get slightly more of a reveal and like so like at the end of the first one his companions disappear in the second one you watch the companions disappear in the third one you see an arm (laughs) (laughs) and it's just i mean it's really i mean it's really kind of nice and makes me really interested in the later ones i know what you said about the the sixth doctor just makes me want to read that one um because premise sounds amazing but tipton mm. and tipton and tipton are really good at um the voices like you said they really have it down and i've been i feel like i've been listening to so much doctor who lately that i just i know what they sound like and they really do get the voice um and they really do the companions less so i feel like i feel like these guys are big Troughton fans yeah. <laughs> like, like i got the Troughton vibe for sure um mm-hmm. the Trouton issue I like that Trouton issue is I think the Trouton issue and the Sixth Doctor issue are the standouts for me so far. Mm-hmm. But I mean um the fir- the the first issue the 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 first doctor issue uh is a web planet thing I yeah, guess which I didn't get cuz I haven't I haven't watched that episode. Ugh. Um so I, I I haven't watched that episode yet so I haven't I didn't really get any of that so that was kind of uh like just me being like, yeah, this is Trouton, I guess. That's yeah, um, <laughs> but but or I mean, this is this is Hartnell, I guess. But then you get to the the second issue with with Trouton, and and the Trouton story is just like the Doctor, Jamie, and Zoe. Like they just show up at a <laughs> at a police box store. Yes. Um, yes. And then and then where like an alien salesman is there like trying to sell them a police box and then they walk outside and they realize they're in an intergalactic space station mall and they just start bumming around this mall and they get lunch at the food court. And there's just like all these aliens. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. And then it turns uh, into a slave trading story, which I loved. Um, oh, my God. And a so great, great and a great sort of reveal of uh, old trout and baddies um, turned mm-hmm. into good guys, which I really liked. Um and the third one, I mean, the third one was really interesting. I mean, look, I I did like all of these. Um, I think I liked the fourth Doctor the least, um, mm-hmm. but only because like I felt like that one was fairly generic. I mean, but these guys yeah, are was. being these guys are being asked to do a Doctor Who story in uh, twenty one pages, and by twenty one I mean twenty one because page twenty two is, and then their companions are stolen. Um, right. And uh, and it's interesting just because because it's. Um, because it's doing that, so so the, the 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 Tom Baker one was okay. I didn't love it super duper much, um, but I mean he has the he has the Tom Baker voice down, and he has the quirkiness and the and the attitude out, which was really cool, and a good use of K nine and a good use of Leela. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest issue with that one is like the Jadoon is a weird choice. Yes, um, I I don't like. It's one of those things where um, 
I, I wary of just bringing back old Doctor Who monsters or new Doctor Who monsters just when you could do something new. But, I mean, the point is that the Jadun come ready-made for that story because they call in intergalactic space cops who will just be dogged. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's nice. Uh, but it also tells me that the Jadun don't figure into the 10th Doctor story. So, that's something. Um, what I liked about the third Doctor story, honestly, uh, is a couple of things. One, because apparently they don't like Joe Grant. Um, uh, because... <laughs> Because that story features uh, the Doctor and Sarah Jane walking up to Liz Shaw, who's been shipped off to other unit parts, unknown, um, and just, like, hanging out with her and the Brigadier, uh, and then just, like, and then having to fight, like, an original villain who are trying to eco, uh, eco-terraform the world into a water world. Um, and it was a nice, I mean, that was, that was a nice story and a good use of Pertwee. And you can tell that they're huge Pertwee fans because the, the, the uniform that they chose for Pertwee was the black with red trim, which is my favorite of the Pertwee outfits. Um, oh, yeah. Not to get super Pertwee fashion statement right now, but uh, that's the best. Of that's them. all there is for Pertwee, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, that's the one. You can't, that's... you can't be a Pertwee, you can't be a Pertwee fan and not, not try to talk about making a fashion statement, let's no. be honest. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how I started the blog, was just like, fashion show, um... <laughs> So so I mean the Pertwee one was really good and then I I did like the I did like the Hartnell one I liked it because it was a historical um which was really kind of nice um it it had a that Thomas Huxley I suppose his name is um who is the father of Darwinism and it did a good job of like doing a web planet story um I just I lose my mind whenever I see the web planet whenever I see Zarbi I'm just like oh my god and just imagining that the Zarbi are talking to each other while the Doctor is doing this just makes me lose my mind um. But I mean, it's really good. Like it's it's good fan service, but without a way, but but in a way that is not awful. Um, it just feels realistic to me. Um, it just feels like it's all organic and inherently good to the story, and just works works. Like it just it just really works. I really 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 like this, and I'm really excited for more. Um, because these guys know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Um. So yeah, we'll be we'll be back to talk about the second volume in uh, a couple months. A couple months, yeah. Um, probably sometime in September or so. And yes. uh, I am looking forward to that. I can't wait to see what they do with the Eighth Doctor. That's the one I'm most interested in. I think. I'm, I I want I want them to bring in Changley so bad, so bad. <laughs> uh, no, I'm 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 wondering maybe they bring in Charlie. They might bring in Izzy, which I would hate. Um, mm. uh, like a comics. Uh, creation because yeah. that's what they that's what they did with the sixth doctor right sixth doctor had Frobisher. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah. the because Frobisher is a, a comics ca- companion. Like he was designed for mm-hmm. the comics. So um, I'm I wonder if they will get a Charlie thing because that'd be amazing. Um, that'd be so amazing. Yeah, or even Lucy Miller if you want to just go for that. Well, I really want Lucy Miller. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, but that's because Lucy Miller's uh, my jam. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah no you can get the first volume of uh prisoners of time uh from instocktrades.com for 12.59 this month next month it'll be cheaper uh so we'll remind you when we get to the next volume because the the uh the sale is gonna start um next month doctor who's deal on instocktrades.com so yeah all right, well, uh, that's that's our episode this week. Uh, next week, uh, we'll be back to Fifth Doctor Town with Snake Dance. Yeah, we will. 
<laughs> I got my copy. It's really exciting. Um, I, yeah, I've had my copy. Oh, man. I, I get to finally watch it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Uh, the, the sequel to Kinda, uh, with, uh, but instead of directed by Peter Grimwade, it's directed by Fiona Cumming, who did uh, uh, <laughs> like four of my favorite uh, 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 Peter Davidson stories. She did uh, Castrovalva, this, um, Enlightenment, and Planted Fire. So her with a Bidmead script. Kind of awesome. Um, awesome kind of awesome and one of my favorite um, stories yeah of the fifth i can't movie. wait for that can't yeah. wait for that it's gonna uh, be great what we got what do we got on the other side on the other side of that uh jumping from the fifth doctor to the sixth doctor uh one of those rare times we actually go in order uh in terms of doctor but uh uh sixth doctor it's gonna be um attack of the cybermen uh the story co-written by uh by uh, uh, uh victor kennedy himself uh ian levine uh suppose or at least ian levine still <laughs> claims credit for that story uh and we're also going to talk about the sixth doctor um uh ebook release uh which is nice i mean i like that we're doing these these are really fun and i'm mm-hmm. i'm chomping at the bit because it's written by uh rochelle mead um who i don't know but it's a female writer and i'm okay with that um so six doctors ebook story something barred pick those up um i know that we're not supposed to pimp amazon but amazon's selling them and they're super duper cheap they're like three bucks a pop and they're yeah. they've been really good so far um especially like not the second one the second one was not good but everything else was really i just dis- i disagree completely so don't listen to him the second <laughs> one was good i mean the second one was fine i just look at the other ones and it's just pales in comparison to like tip of the tongue and the roots of evil and uh oh, it's, it's spear of destiny i love spear of destiny um so yeah pick those up um important also for one reason in a second uh so we're talking about midnight uh after that which is the 10th doctor story so back to more 10th doctor um and a companion light companion light story the so. the the two part <laughs> the second half of the two part doctor light companion light uh like <laughs> yeah. double double yeah. feature they did that season yeah 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 where they where they did that one and then they did uh, turn left um yeah so so <laughs> i love that they were just like i i love that uh, he that season he was just like we need a doctor light episode i don't have any ideas so but i do have an idea for a companion light episode and a doctor light episode. So we'll just do that instead. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And he was just like, well, we got to give David Tennant something to shoot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's just, just like, uh, separate vacations, yeah. separate, but equal vacations. Oh God. I thought we, I thought we outlawed those. Um, <laughs> so, so after midnight, we're going to jump into the first, the first seventh doctor story, uh, time in the Ronnie, God, Woof. um, uh, Woof. we'll we'll get speaking we'll get, of fashion. Yeah, we'll get the first of my two Ronnie rants. Um, uh, because I got two of them: one for Time of the Ronnie, and the other for Mark of the Ronnie. Uh, Mark of the Ronnie is a little bit better, but Time of the Ronnie. We'll see. We'll see why we're not ever bringing this character back. Um, and then of course with the Seventh Doctor, we're also going to do that ebook. Um, uh, because we're behind. Um, and that's that's called the ripple effect. I forget who wrote that one, but the woman who but the woman who wrote that one one it's a Dar- one it's a Dalek story, which is awesome. Um, and uh, and 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 uh, <laughs> it's a Dalek story set on Scarrow, which is really great, and it's Seventh Doctor and it's Ace. Um, so it's gonna be really cool. It's called the Ripple Effect, and it'll be really awesome, hopefully. Uh, and then cool. on the other side of that, the Sensorites, which is a first Doctor story that I love. And I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I know it's boring, but I love it. So there it is. Hmm. Yes. And yes. it exists? It exists. Okay. Well, that's something. That is something. Don't worry. I'll tell you when it doesn't <laughs> exist. Sometimes. Uh, boring. 
Bo- a boring episode that's reconstructed. Whew, those are rough. Uh, those uh, are rough. Wait for the space pirates. Wait for the space pirates. Oh, no. Yeah, that one's – that's rough. Uh, oh, no. That's, that's rough. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will uh, – we'll, we'll be back next week with uh, Snake Dance. In the meantime – uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also, Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things from time to time. Also, make sure that you check out our other podcasts, uh, The Mind Robbers Versus, where this week we're wrapping up uh, – we're, we're wrapping up – we're wrapping up Superman? Superman. Superman. Yeah. I've lost track of time. That's okay. <laughs> We, we recorded ahead. Um, we recorded ahead, and we recorded a lot. So yeah, we recorded a lot. Exactly. We recorded. It feels a lot. like we should be like six weeks ahead, but really, uh, the episode, the show's coming out daily. So yeah. Well, I mean, um, that's what it felt like with this show. We're like, man, we're so far ahead, and now we're just releasing. <laughs> we're recording it yeah. like two days out. It's not good. Yeah. Um, so we're wrapping up Superman the Animated Series this week, wrapping up Batman the Animated Series next week, and then starting up Batman Beyond the week after that. So lots of stuff to look forward to there. Yep. Um, that's also where you'll find all of our, uh, reviews like, uh, Pacific Rim and the Wolverine, um, coming very soon. And then, uh, the Mind Robbers, our flagship podcast, uh, where we talk about everything else. And sometimes we do an impromptu episode, uh, where we, we talk about, uh, DC versus Marvel at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That one, that one, not child appropriate. I was listening back to it. Not child appropriate. There's a lot of swears (laughs) and there's a lot of, um, uh, uh, adult language, I suppose you could say. (laughs) But it's one of the, my favorite things that we've done recently. It's a, it's a, I mean, I thought it was 35 minutes of wonderfulness. So listen to it. Listen to that. Um, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Gungan, and also my alternate Twitter account, twitter.com slash GD Commentary, where I live tweet things like the newsroom, uh, which we just started up uh, doing again. Uh, so look look for that there. Also my blog, classicalgallifrey.blogspot.com, where I talk about classic Doctor Who. Not Love and Monsters. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, also Snake Dance. But I didn't do Snake Dance. So um, if you want someone else's opinion on Snake Dance, look for uh, look, look, look on the blog. And if you want my opinion, well, you'll have to wait until next week. Oh, we also forgot. Really, really, really quick. Um, Doctor Who is at Comic-Con. And here's the news we have to share. Well, bye. That was a great one. Have a good one. See you next week. (laughs) Bye.